0: Welcome to the March 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team, so we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month, we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read and chatted about in the Course Report office and share it with you.
1: We're definitely going to start today's podcast by updating you on all the changes in the bootcamp world as a result of COVID-19.
0: But then we're also going to talk about the fundraisers we saw in April the ways that COVID could change the educational landscape on a whole, how huge companies like Microsoft and Disney are turning to boot camps for corporate training.
1: And we'll cover news about online boot camps, alumni outcomes at Lambda School, how to choose an online boot camp, and all of the new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory in April.
0: Let's start with some updates that our listeners should know about in the time of coronavirus. Jess, could you give us a quick update on which schools have now moved online in April?
1: Most schools like General Assembly, Galvanize, Hack Reactor, and Flatiron School moved entirely online in March. But in April, we saw a few schools moved online as well. Spiced Academy, Makers Academy, Ironhack. Holberton School, Carolina Code School, Prime Academy, Grand Circus, Code Fellows,
0: True Coders, and Code Last month, we also told you about scholarships being offered by boot camps around the world. And in April, we shared a few new scholarships for folks who have been impacted by COVID-19. Grand Circus is offering a community relief scholarship that covers half of boot camp tuition. Claim Academy has pledged $100,000 in scholarships. Code Fellows is offering a scholarship to cover 50% of tuition. And Code Assure is offering a 25 to 35% discount on the tuition fee for its online course. Inside Indiana Business reported that the non coding bootcamp 1150 has now made all of its courses available to Indiana residents statewide since it moved completely online as a result of the pandemic. They are now offering free online intro to coding workshops for Indiana residents. Bellevue,
1: Washington-based bootcamp New Camp responds To the current pandemic by making its bootcamp courses more affordable and accessible to those who now need to quickly upskill or career change. GeekWire reported NewCamp has moved entirely online and is now offering their 17 to 22 week courses for under $2,000.
0: One thing that we've noticed is that bootcamps are moving all of their events, intro classes, info sessions, fireside chats, etc., online. For example, in the next couple of weeks, General Assembly is doing their free Fridays, Flatiron School is hosting Coding for Beginners, Holberton School is doing a diversity in tech virtual panel today, and Tech Elevator is doing these career conversations online. Keep an eye on our Twitter because we're sharing those free online events all the time.
1: Moving in-person boot camps to teach fully online these past few weeks has still had its pain points. BetaKit reports that Lighthouse Labs in Canada had to let go of 14 employees, and that Vancouver-based Red Academy closed its doors entirely due to the coronavirus pandemic. EdSurge reports that that Lambda School's cut staff and that the Lambda School executive team will take a 15% pay cut. And that includes the CEO and co-founder Austin Allred. GeekWire reported this month that Coding Dojo in Bellevue, Washington has also had to trim back its staffing, letting go of seven staff members and furloughing 14
0: others. And while Coding Dojo cut back staffing at the same time, they announced Tech for America, which is organizing bootcamp alumni to build websites for small businesses. That was part of a Fast Company article in April that rounded up four volunteer projects that software engineers can help with. And that's another trend that we're seeing, boot camps and alumni joining the fight against COVID and also working with their local governments on workforce development and small business relief.
1: For example, the mayor of Louisville, Greg Fisher, announced that General Assembly will be providing training for workforce development in April.
0: And in an open letter, Lighthouse Labs and Juneau College of Technology ask the government of Canada to include private career colleges in their new COVID-19 student support measures. Specifically, they're asking that the government ensure CESB, which is their relief program in Canada is available to students and that they expand eligibility for the student work placement program to include private career colleges. And then finally, if you are a bootcamp team member or an educator, and you're interested in joining other industry folks, Skills Fund has been hosting these interesting panel discussions. I got to moderate the last one and we'll be moderating one next week about outcomes during and after COVID-19. Shoot us an email if you want an invitation to that. We will, of course, keep you updated with news from schools reacting to COVID-19 every day on the Course Support blog. We're nearing the dates that a lot of schools initially said that they would go back to in-classroom teaching, so keep an eye on that blog post for more information. But we're also pondering what education is going to look like after things go back to quote-unquote normal. A few articles in April address that. Just how will education adapt to the new job market?
1: In a recent article, Ed Surge reminds us that we began 2020 with a record 113 million month streak of job creation, but that boom disappeared nearly overnight when the COVID-19 pandemic halted businesses and schools everywhere. Reuters reported that a record 26.5 million Americans have filed for unemployment since mid-March, and this number will have a profound impact on education and the future of work, as companies will quickly automate and replace many human jobs with technology. Ed Surge drives home that upskilling workers to compete in a more technology-driven job market and developing human skills to augment or work alongside smart machines is now even more imperative. Typically, in a recession, there is a rise in college admissions as people look to upskill, but with higher ed reeling from moving on-campus learning to online and seeing a loss of internships and the loss of tuition assistance programs, people may be more inclined to invest their time and money into online training courses. With the future of work looking like working from home full-time, online training courses that blend learning with working will be more desirable than the traditional four-year college degree.
0: Also in EdSurge, Tony Wan dug into the boom in traffic to online education sites. During this pandemic, online education companies like Khan Academy and Edmodo are offering a lot of free courses. In fact, according to this ongoing survey of education companies, more than 70% said that they're offering free or discounted tools. Nearly 25% say usage of their free products has grown at more than 200%. 34% also reported a decrease in demand and for their paid offerings. But that rise in traffic is posing a potential problem because server costs are rising as traffic rises and so do third-party tool costs.
1: As we ride out this pandemic, we're going to see a greater demand for tech skills. IT Online interviewed Riaz Moola, the CEO and founder of Hyperion Dev, on what tech skills people should learn right now. Moola says that the pandemic has so far shown us the importance of focusing on the growth and adoption of new technologies so consider learning anything having to do with cloud computing, artificial intelligence, and the internet of things, as well as honing your digital collaboration skills so you can operate in virtual workspaces. Moolin notes that a lot of people fear the unknown, but with the increasing threat of job insecurity and the need to move to a virtual working environment, there's never been a better time to get a foot in the door of the tech world.
0: And in a fast company article, Adam Enbar, who's the CEO of Flatiron School, makes a point about online learning. He says, quote, right now, educators are relying on Zoom and Slack to teach and engage with students. We're realizing that it's falling short in replicating the classroom experience, but the truth is that it was never meant to be a substitute. In fact, no ed tech tool or platform can or should replicate the in-person classroom. Tech's role is to create new experiences altogether. Nothing spurs innovation like people experiencing problems. When things are back to normal, Zoom and Slack usage will go down, and that's okay. Instead, we'll see a boom in technology that is built by entrepreneurs looking to create entirely new experiences custom to the remote education or work experience, end quote. And then in EdSurge, Ryan Craig wrote about the difference between remote learning and online learning. There is no legitimate educational reason why every online course should not include regular, somewhere between daily and weekly, synchronous classes with instructors and students. I think that lends even more legitimacy to bootcamp than other online programs.
1: So even though the entire economy is slow these days, we actually saw a couple of pretty large fundraises and opportunities for acquisition. First, Irish edtech startup Code Institute raised 1.2 million euros to expand online coding courses. Tech.eu notes that the round was led by Kernel Capital through the Bank of Ireland Kernel Growth Funds and Infinity Capital. Code Institute was founded in Ireland in 2015 and now operates in four European markets as well as the US, Canada, and Singapore.
0: And NASPERS, which is an e-commerce investor based in Johannesburg, told Bloomberg in April that they are on the lookout for acquisitions in the online education space, even as the global economy seems to be slowing to a stop. NASPERS owns Udemy and has invested in Code Academy in the U.S., and their CEO says, quote, we have a strong cash position. Even in the worst case scenario, we have the balance sheet to weather the storm. We have the capacity to do further M&A, and that gives us a lot of confidence in the future.
1: Next, we're going to cover a few stories about corporate training, which is something you may not associate with coding boot camps, but in fact, boot camps have been partnering with large companies for internal reskilling for years.
0: First up, Aman Kidwai did a really thorough report for HR Dive about the coding bootcamps that have been offering corporate training over the years and how companies are starting to reconsider bootcamps as reskilling and training talent is now a huge corporate priority. For example, they talked to Priya, Priya Darshini, the general manager of global early career programs at Microsoft, who says, quote, we believe that there are many pathways to the technology industry and to Microsoft, and we are leveraging talent from previously untapped talent pools more than we've done in the past Microsoft sources candidates from hundreds of boot camps across the country and Priya continues quote if you're thinking about the characteristics their perseverance great commitment and passion in technology innovative problem solving strong self learning capabilities it reflects their desire commitment and capability to join the tech world Microsoft basically sees boot camp candidates as another channel like college or universities and they actually have this really cool program called Leap which is a 6 week apprenticeship. We've seen a number of bootcamp grads go into HR Dive also talked to Jake Schwartz from General Assembly, who says, quote, at Disney, all the theme park cast members can apply to a special version of the GA immersive program and get mentorship and a job on the Disney tech team. Adobe has Adobe Digital Academy, where women and people of color get full scholarships to GA and internships that lead to full-time jobs at Adobe. We
1: also read a story in EdSurge about a recent startup that raised $3.5 million to help employers finance and allocate time for training their current employees. LearnIn has been created by the co-founders of the corporate learning platform DeGreed to help employers upscale their existing workforce. Although training existing employees is seen as cost-saving for employers, workplace sabbaticals are still too often a rarity. Ed Surge cites a 2019 report from Whiteboard Advisors and commissioned by General Assembly that found companies can spend $30,000 or more on recruitment fees, advertising and recruitment technology. Technology just to hire a mid-career software engineer. This study claims that the employers could spend $20,000 or less by training an existing employee to the desired skills. LearnIn was created to make it easier for employers to upskill their workforce rather than lay them off or find new hires. We're interested to see how this startup grows and also what kinds of future partnerships it may have.
0: And another example, in the UK, Coding Bootcamp Code Nation is offering their online classes as an opportunity for employers to upskill their, their employees. They say that business owners who are facing the tough decision on whether to furlough staff can offer any furloughed member of their staff to be retrained during the furloughed period, which can help both the team member to access future career opportunities and the business to digitally transform their workforce.
1: If you've been thinking about learning to code, here are a few courses and tips to get your feet wet.
0: Business insider writer L. Hardy published a piece in April with 10 steps anyone can take to teach themselves to code at home. Sometimes these articles can be a little bit blippy, but this one is very helpful. They have advice from the VP of Flatiron School and the CEO of Women Who Code, and we'll share a link to that one for sure. There are so many free coding courses that you
1: can take these days. carbon therapy actually included Coursera, edX, Khan Academy, and Code Academy. According to inquirer.net, Coursera has actually made up to 4,000 courses totally free to help unemployed workers during this time. Up News Info also notes that Coding Ninjas is now offering a 21-day coding challenge, which includes languages like Python, Java, and front-end development. Those students who complete the 21-day coding challenge are then eligible for a 50% tuition
0: refund. Business Insider just posted a list of the top 15 coding languages with the highest salaries. The programming language associated with the highest salaries is Perl, which has an average global salary of $84,000. The second highest programming language is Scala with an average salary of $77,000. And the third highest paying language is Go at an average global salary of $72,000. And then a Tech Republic article says that while JavaScript and Java are the most popular programming languages among organizations, they're actually two of the least favorite languages, (laughs) according to professional developers. Python was the clear crowd favorite amongst most of those developers. Will Good, lead instructor at Coding Dojo, says that it all just depends on what you want to do. But right now, Jess, there is perhaps no language more hated than COBOL, right? I
1: guess if you're looking for a challenge, maybe try learning COBOL. Fast Company reported that COBOL, which is an old computer programming language, is still being used by the state unemployment offices. With the dramatic rise in unemployment claims being filed right now due to the pandemic, the unemployment offices are overwhelmed and desperately seeking engineers who know COBOL in order to get through all of these submissions. Brings to mind why learning older languages isn't always such a bad idea. At the tail end of last month, we created a guide to learning low-level programming languages with Holborn School. So be sure to check out that piece if you're
0: just starting out. And finally, if you're looking for an online bootcamp right now to change your career, then I talked to U.S. News & World Report this April about whether this is even a good time to enroll at a coding bootcamp and how to navigate through all of your options and payment plans. We'll put a link to that article in the news roundup as well.
1: Liz, there wasn't a ton of regulatory news in April. In fact, it seems like the Department of Veterans Affairs and the BPPE are easing regulations on online boot camps right now, just to make education more accessible.
0: Yes, you're totally right. The only regulatory news we saw in April was that Lambda School released its student outcomes report this month, and it was covered by Forbes. Here's what we noticed as we read it. First, 71% of students are completing the course. That's their kind of graduation rate. Far from perfect, but better than traditional universities. For those who did complete their programs, four and five students from the 2019 cohort have been placed into jobs, and those jobs have a median annual salary of $70,000. 85% of placed graduates earn more than $50,000 per year. Forbes columnist Preston Cooper, who wrote this, points out that while the traditional college dropout is often saddled with debt, Lambda School's ISA and Try Before You Buy policy allow students to drop the course with no penalty. So overall, this Forbes article is extremely positive and optimistic about Lambda School. We like seeing outcomes reports like this, but we would love to see Lambda School back in CIRR.
1: This month, two interesting articles about bridging the tech gap caught our eye. Liz, what was the one that you noticed first?
0: Noah Kamala, who is the co-founder of Charge, which is an electric fueling station company, wrote in Forbes this month about why coding is the great social equalizer. Kamala reminds us that diverse teams are smarter and encourage better outcomes. He also encourages employers to continue to expand their requirements when they're looking to hire for tech positions and to remember that coding and tech skills can always be taught. But what employers should really be looking for in candidates is curiosity, diligence, and willingness to learn.
1: We also caught this interesting guest post on Technically for their gender equity and tech series. Tanya Dudley, the senior advisor at the cybersecurity firm CoFence, offered her tips for women who are now breaking into tech today. She credits good mentors with helping her get to where she is. But I particularly liked her call to action about seeking opportunities. Tanya says women interested in STEM careers should, quote, never turn down an opportunity because they are our chances to grow, end quote. Tanya also says, quote, throughout my career, I have learned to accept opportunities with open arms, even lateral moves within my organization because there is no telling where it could lead, end quote. And I think that's just a good reminder for us all.
0: All right. So anyone who is currently enrolled in a coding boot camp or who is considering one is undoubtedly wondering about the job market when they graduate tech jobs are generally able to be done remotely. But searching for a job online and for a remote job at that is definitely different than an in person search. We actually just published a piece on the course report blog that takes you through the four steps of the path to becoming a remote developer. But just tell us about this piece in money.com this April.
1: So in money this month, career coach and consultant Leticia Bird had a few tips for those on the job hunt right now during the pandemic, even though social distancing has made in Person networking obsolete, you can still build your network online through sites like LinkedIn and Twitter, but also virtual career fairs and remote conferences with virtual panels. And speaking of LinkedIn, this is the perfect time to make sure to update your online presence. So make sure your profile photo and information is all up to date and communicates to people your career goals. If you've recently graduated, many tech boot camps and universities offer career services like job search help and one on one coaching. So make sure to take advantage of that. And if you're wondering if a company that you're interested in is still hiring, it is totally fine to reach out to the hiring manager to ask if COVID-19 has slowed down their hiring processes. I particularly liked Leticia's suggestion to pull together a brag sheet for yourself where you can list all the accomplishments that you're most proud of. You can refer to this brag sheet in your interviews. Plus, it's just an excellent confidence booster for those days when the job search gets you down.
0: I love that. I want to make myself a brag sheet. And along those lines, we just published a comprehensive guide to networking online on course report. We spoke with Thinkful's career coach Brenda Bridges on why networking online is so crucial these days and the easiest ways to get started. One of our favorite takeaways from this guide is the proper etiquette to introducing yourself when you're networking online, even online intros can be just as nerve wracking as at an in person meetup. Brenda suggests first doing some research on the person you'd like to connect with. You can figure out your points of mutual connection, like if you both post about the same topics or you grew up in the same town. If you find that you have mutual friends, have that mutual friend send an introduction email or message on your behalf. And remember to get to the point with a specific call to action in your introduction. That call to action can be something like, quote, would you like to have a call next week? And that'll make it easier for them to actually respond to you and give you an answer back. Just keep in mind that if you don't get a response back, don't fret, People have bigger things on their mind right now. It may not be that they don't want to talk to you. Just circle back with them in about a week.
1: Totally. I thought that was a really insightful guide, too, Liz. Brenda reminds us that networking is for everyone. So, whether you're on the job hunt or just looking to expand your knowledge, networking is also a great way to find mentors. And Analytics India Mag just published a piece about the importance of finding a data science mentor, especially if you're new to the data science field. Mentors can help you stay motivated. guide you along your career path, they can fill knowledge gaps that you may have and connect you with potential job opportunities. If you're looking for a mentor in the data science community, join data science groups on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and take part in virtual tech conferences. Also test your skills and meet new people at a hackathon or even a Kaggle competition.
0: And then lastly, if you're overwhelmed by your job search, or you just like don't know where to start, Check out Flatiron School's new career prep course. They just put this out. It's totally free and it covers all of the steps that you need to land a new job in tech everything from everyday job search tasks and strategies to how to build your online presence and your resume, and how to prepare for interviews and negotiate your salary.
1: Even as the world slowed down this month, we still saw new coding boot camps being announced in the news. In the UK's Leeds and Manchester area, Yorkshire Post reports that Coding Bootcamp North Coders has launched a totally remote eight-week coding course, and that's to help those in need of upskilling or career-changing right now.
0: And Fullstack Academy was also back in the news with new bootcamp offerings. They are partnering with Louisiana State University and with California Polytechnic State University University to offer live, online, 26-week-long cybersecurity boot camps.
1: The new Indian Express says that the Indian Institute of Technology Madras Digital Skills Academy has launched a new boot camp called Certified Cyber Warriors. This cybersecurity boot camp is open to the public, but it has been specifically geared towards law enforcement, network administration, and security professionals.
0: And this month, we added four new schools to our course support school listings. We've added WP Code
1: Camp, which is a new 24-week full-stack WordPress-based coding bootcamp operating out of Fullerton, California.
0: We also added Data Scientist, a data science bootcamp based in Paris, but holding most of its courses remotely.
1: And we added Manzoor the Trainers full stack bootcamp in Hyderabad, India, as well as the front end coding bootcamp Coders and Hoods, which has campuses in the UK, the US
0: and Germany. So if you have graduated from any of those schools, you can now leave a review on course report. And just a reminder that we have a sweepstakes open for anyone who leaves a verified review on course report of their bootcamp experience. And we're going to actually draw the winner of that $500 Amazon gift card on June 1st, which is coming up and we'll announce the winner on our next podcast.
1: Wow, so much happened this April. To wrap things up, let's share our favorite pieces that we got to work on for Course Report this April. Liz, what was your favorite blog piece?
0: Well, I got to talk with a couple of actual employers in April, folks who have actually hired from boot camps. And the Q&A that I published with Nicholas Roberts from ServiceNow really stood out. ServiceNow is a cloud-based digital workflow company. So they actually have not stopped hiring during COVID. They've just moved all of their employees remote. And Nicholas has also developed this internship program specifically for bootcamp grads who are military veterans. And he's hired two Sabio graduates from LA so far. And Jess, what was your favorite piece to work on for the Course Report blog this month?
1: so hard to choose. I got to speak with quite a few inspiring bootcamp grads this month. But I think my favorite piece was a Q&A with former Chicago music teacher and General Assembly alumni Sarah. So even with 20 years teaching experience, Sarah's music teaching positions kept getting cut out of the school budgets. She took a leap of faith and enrolled in General Assembly's remote software engineering immersive bootcamp. And within six months of her graduation, she is now working remotely as a junior IT engineer for the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago. Sarah has no regrets about her career change um, and also had this advice for people who are unemployed and thinking about making a leap into tech right now. Sarah said, quote, this is a great time to take a negative situation and put a positive spin on it. Do something for yourself. Invest in yourself. You're never going to have more time than you have
0: right now. That is the most perfect place to wrap up this podcast with that fantastic advice from Sarah. And if you're looking for an online bootcamp now, or you find yourself in a remote classroom now, you can check out those Q and A's on the blog for tips and advice from folks who have actually been through it before. We are constantly asking questions about how they got through a remote bootcamp, what their kind of tricks for success were and how they landed a remote job after they graduated. So you can learn from, from so many alumni on the blog.
1: And that does it for our April 2020 podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online bootcamp opportunities. Stay healthy, be well, and we'll see you next month on our May Coding Bootcamp News Roundup.
0: And of course, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please help other future bootcampers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. We'll see you in May. See you in May. Bye.